Welcome to the Civil War Regiments podcast, here to provide you with the reading of accounts of the common soldiers of the American Civil War, the eyewitnesses who lived, fought, suffered, and died through five years of brutal conflict. It is my hope that the reading of these accounts will make history come alive for you and offer a better understanding of daily life during the American Civil War. Today's account is from Voices of the Civil War Antietam by the editors of Time Life Books. An entry by Private Robert Carter of the 22nd Massachusetts Infantry. Following the Battle of Antietam on September 17, 1862, Robert E. Lee's Army of Northern Virginia was on the retreat with the Army of the Potomac in hot pursuit. Federal units dodging the Confederate rear guard were overwhelmed by A.P. Hill's Confederates as they tried to form battle lines on the rebel side of the Potomac River at Shepherdstown Ford. Hill bragged that the Potomac was blue with the floating bodies of our foe. Private Carter, only 16 years old when he was mustered in a month earlier, witnessed the fate of the hapless 118th Pennsylvania Infantry. Known as the Corn Exchange Regiment, because the funds necessary for raising the regiment were furnished by the Corn Exchange Association, located in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Here follows the account of Private Carter. Early on the morning of the 20th, we were ordered to make a reconnaissance in force across the Potomac at Blackfoot's Ford. This had been used by Lee both in coming into and retreating from Maryland. It was where we forded at some distance below the dam, quite shallow, a little over the knees, with a somewhat pebbly bottom, but not many large rocks. We were to ascertain the whereabouts of Lee's rear guard. We had no trouble in finding it. Innocent of the diversion which was in store for us, we splashed and paddled our way along. Some of the men had taken off both shoes and stockings. Others, perhaps the majority, had kept them on. These were the wise ones, for we had use for them on our return. The cavalrymen were met returning. The splashing of their horses sent the water flying into the faces of some of our grumblers, who out of spite shouted out, Are there any dead cavalrymen ahead? What guerrillas do you belong to? Etc., etc., to which the answer came back promptly, Yes, you bummers, we do the fighting and leave the dead cavalrymen for the doughboys to pick up. Go to the rear, you worm crushers. The chaffing continued until the river was crossed. We were then hurriedly, and with sharp commands, formed into line of battle ordered to load at will, and by the flank were directed to move by a narrow cart path up a rather sheltered ravine, on one side of which was a protecting bank, and on the other a rather abrupt bluff that formed the bank of the Potomac. We again hastily formed line of battle. A crack, a crash, followed by another and another in quick succession, directly over our heads, came from our batteries on the Maryland shore, and was the first intimation we had that a rebel line of battle was rapidly moving down upon us. Fixed bayonets came to command, followed by lie down, and although from our sheltered position we could not then see the enemy's line, a moment later the roll of musketry from the right of our brigade told us that the engagement had begun. As the firing surged along the line toward us, and the men commenced firing at the gray line, now beginning to show up over the bank, we were ordered to withdraw. As we fell back, the 118th Pennsylvania, which had received the full force of the blow thus far, did not follow us, and being overwhelmed by superior numbers, were driven from their position on the extreme right to the crest of the bluff, where many were killed, wounded, or captured, 
and driven pell-mell over its precipitous slopes. Our passage back to the mainland shore was a hard one. Higher up and near the dam, the river was full of snares and pitfalls, and up to our necks in many places, besides being very rocky. As we emerged from the stream and passed through Burdan's sharpshooters in the dry bed of the canal, we halted for a moment to gain our breath. While resting here, a little officer of the 118th Pennsylvania came in behind us. He was dripping with water. In his enthusiastic energy to move across and get to the rear, he had not stopped to see how many of the regiment had followed. Waving his sword, he shouted in a high and squeaky voice, Follow me all to the left of the gallant corn exchange. He turned as he did so, and there stood behind him one half-drowned little corporal, smaller than himself, beside a very tall private. Both the officer and corporal pieced together could hardly have equaled his size. We broke out into uncontrollable laughter at the absurdity of the group. It seems that the order for the brigade to withdraw across the river had not reached this regiment on the right for some still unexplained reason, or they attempted to retire when too late, but either on account of the chaffing they received or the sensitiveness which they naturally felt at this, their first battle. From that time on there was a lack of cordiality between the rest of the brigade and our brethren from the Keystone State who stoutly asserted that we ran away and left them to their fate, and whenever on picket, scrambling for water at a small spring, gathering rails or reaching for straw, there were numerous collisions, although no bloodshed between the two commands. A conversation on picket occurred shortly after between one of our sharp-witted Irishmen and a member of the Corn Exchange Regiment. The latter was upholding their cause in this gallant conduct in staying, while our fellow was very strongly arguing that any regiment after being ordered to retreat that did not do so deserved all they got, etc. The other angrily rejoined, If you had behaved as well as the gallant corn exchange, the Johnnies would have been whipped. Oh, Begora, corn exchange, corn exchange, said Pat. There is no regiment as that now. It is the Cobb exchange, for didn't the Reb shell all the corn off yous the other day? Private Robert Carter 22nd Massachusetts Infantry.